You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 245. In this episode, I'm talking to Carolyn Balinska on how to create a successful e-commerce strategy. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Carolyn Balinska is a serial entrepreneur, and in her latest business venture, she helps entrepreneurs create a successful e-commerce store through effective automation and marketing. She started in e-commerce in 2006 when everything was really hard work. And over the last 12 years, she has learned about all the different solutions for e-commerce businesses and has decided to focus on Shopify and automation. Go to sig.com forward slash 245 and there you'll find links to Carolyn and her offers. I am so excited to be here with Carolyn and she's one of those few people I've actually met in person and I love inviting people on the show that I actually kind of know even if we're like not really know each other but at least we've been Facebook friends for quite a while and we've met in person in Lisbon and I was so excited to see that her zone of genius is e-commerce and we haven't had anyone on the podcast talking about this and I have an audience and clients who are doing e-commerce. So Carolyn, thank you for coming on the show to talk about this topic. Thank you for having me, Sigrun. It's really good to be here. And yeah, it's been two years since we met in person and I think we've been Facebook friends for at least five years. So it's fantastic to finally do something and collaborate you in, with you in some way. Yes, I hope this is the start of something more because this is a fascinating topic. I even have some personal interest, like there is a, there's an e-commerce idea floating in my head Yes, well, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, but I can see that I see people starting and then oh, it doesn't really work. So that is going to be topic of our episode. But let us dive back and say, how did you get into this topic? What's your background? Wow, that's such a big question. So just as quickly as I can, I started as an entrepreneur back in my teens I started making money from school dances back in Australia and realized I could make money out of my peers by putting on a great party for them. Did that for a few years at school and then went on to have my first salon, hairdressing salon at 20, 21. I bought in as a 50% partner and that was the day that I realized marketing is more important than anything. So I was a professional hairdresser, but my business partner was not doing very well and I realized that I needed to do some marketing. So I went uh, back to school and that was like when internet started, the whole internet thing started. So I started studying online, doing marketing online. I well, studying marketing online, but it was for offline marketing. Yeah. And then over the years, I built up that business, went on to sell it. I ended up having my own shoe label, which I've got large size feet, very big feet. 
So I actually went on to study being a cobbler. So I'm actually a cobbler as well, which is my little crazy thing that people don't know. Wow, I love it. And um, I went on to start my own shoe label. And that was when e-commerce really started for me. And I can't tell people enough when people come to me and they say, wow, this e-commerce space is really difficult. I'm like, you have no idea what I went through in 2007 when I started. Well, that was when I had my website, 2007. And now it's so simple and it makes life so easy. So once you've got the steps in place and you understand the plan behind what you're doing, it really is simple. And it's just a matter of getting out there and making it happen. So I went from that, I went on to have a very successful hair and makeup business. And five years ago, I moved to Spain to be with the love of my life that didn't end up working out, which was fine. Since then, um, since I've met you, actually, when I met you, I was moving to Canada to start another business. I've, I'm one of those people I like to buy and sell businesses. So I've bought and sold about 12. And when I met you, I was moving to Canada. And then I came to Amsterdam to see some friends. And while I was here, I looked around and went, I'm not going anywhere else. I love this place and decided to stay here and now in a great relationship. And I now travel and I've been doing live events in London for e-commerce. So that's really my background, but I'm very passionate. I've been running live events for years around marketing in general, realizing that e-commerce is really the way of the future. So I've just niched down into e-commerce in the last three years or so. I love it. And Amsterdam, you know, I need to connect you with some friends there. So <laughs> we'll do that right after the episode. So e-commerce, absolutely love it. And, you know, you have the background, the experience, the authority that you were doing your own things and not just helping others, which I think is always important. Spending your first month, well, that's sometimes it's wasting your own money first to make all the lessons, you know, <laughs> before you can actually with authority help others. So it is a lot easier today. We have Shopify, WooCommerce. We have all these tools. It was so much harder like 10 years ago or even five years ago. Like it's not even comparable. But still, one thing is to set it up, but actually getting people to come and buy. And people tell me like, Sigrun, it's so different from service-based. You have it so easy with your freebie and it's so hard for us product-based people. I'm like, I don't think it's that hard, but the perception is it's a completely different world. And... They're just having a hard time getting the word out because you're going straight to the sale versus maybe there's no step in between. And I see a lot of people give up. So I want to talk about what they can do so they don't give up and get to the next level. I know you focus a lot on business owners who are, like you said before, earning less than 20000 a month on, from the e-commerce. So that's perfect for my listeners or someone watching this video. The starters. Yeah, the starters. Yeah. So let's dive in. What are the, what are the key criteria to a successful e-commerce site? Yeah. So I think what I found over the years is, so in the beginning, I was doing just normal general marketing, e-commerce marketing. And I started Just Ask Parker for that reason of helping people on that lower end scale that are starting out really that can't afford the big um, marketing companies, but it doesn't change. It doesn't matter if you can afford 10,000 a month or 50,000 a month for your marketing, or if you can only afford a couple of hundred dollars, the issues are always the same. And what I find is not having a plan in place. I've got people that have come to me over the years that have got, you know, I've got $50,000 to put into ads. What can I do with it? And then they still mumble jumble around and then they waste their money. So it's not about having a lot of money. It's about being strategic and what I love compared to when I started in e-commerce 11 years ago, we've got influencers, we've got social media, and there's so many options out there. And one place that we talk about Instagram a lot, which is a place I'm really passionate about, but people forget about things like YouTube. 
YouTube is a huge platform and um, I talk about it all the time that, you know, we talk about Google search and being SEO in your business, but YouTube is actually the second biggest search engine in the world. So people are going to YouTube and typing things in. So why not be there? And it's free to do it. You can just put up a video. So there's so many options out there and people haven't planned this out to begin with. So then they miss out on all these opportunities and they're just throwing money around and they're trying to do a little bit here and a little bit there and nothing works for them. And they say that, you know, things fail. People say to me, oh, Shopify is not that good because I failed and everyone fails. No, Shopify is an amazing platform. It is a platform to put your products on. And like you said earlier, it's more than that because that's the easy part. Putting your products up and choosing your products is easy, but understanding your audience, understanding where they are and understanding how to tell them about what you're doing, that's the part that takes some work. But once you have that set up, then it's pretty much set up and just leave it and let it run itself. Mm. So the planning part is figuring out where they hang out. So is it yes. YouTube or Instagram or Pinterest, whatever? Well, first it's knowing the audience and you know, it's the same in service. It's the same in e-commerce. It really, that doesn't change. You would know how many people come to you and say, my client is everyone. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not everyone. Your client is very specific. I've done this with clients. I'll give you a great example. I've got a client of mine. He came to me and he's pretty much told me along the lines of, I want my website to be like an Amazon website. So he was selling everything and he'd only made a few sales so far when he came to me and we started to really nut down. So we had an hour call. I do private coaching with people and we had an hour call. And by the end of it, what I had realized was he'd had a couple of customers that had bought from him. And I said, okay, who are these people? Because you're not selling to everyone. You've got random, he had diabetes products on his website. He had yoga balls, he had clothing, he had jewelry, he had everything, hovercrafts and everything. I said, you can't just sell to everyone because I land on your homepage and someone like me is like, whoa, I don't like any of this. Maybe there's something internally on the website, but this means nothing. And what we actually found out was the people that had bought from him, he's a um, martial arts instructor. All of his customers had been martial arts customers of his who were buying martial arts equipment. So I went, hang on. So you've already got purchases. You've already got a whole lot of people. He goes, oh yeah, actually I've got a Facebook group with you know 500 people. And I'm like, hang on a second. So you've already got all these things, but you haven't been taken, making the most of that. So then what we did, we turned his website from everything into anything to do with sporting equipment. Or I said, if the jewelry has something to do with sport, you're allowed to have it. If the product, if the clothing has something to do with sport, you're allowed to have it. Anything else, get rid of. Because it's really easy to have 5,000 products. That's the easy part. But who are you targeting? So now he's much more specific. He can actually run ads where the ad is, if you love sports, come to my website because I have products that you will love. And it's changed his whole business. And I can give you more examples like that. But that is really what people say. They come to me and they don't know why they're not making sales. And really it's because they have not targeted the right person that they should be targeting. Mm. So once they've figured out, let's say, once they've done the planning part and they've figured out their audience, I know, let's say you have figured out, oh, they go to Instagram, but then they're like, yeah, but my Instagram doesn't grow because you know, it's small and people are maybe not following products. You know, that's the difference between personal branding and a more product-based business where you maybe name your business something different. People are not like, oh, I'm so excited about following this product. That's the kind of the tricky step. So what do you suggest there? 
Well, there's actually a few things you can do. And I've got a client that I'm working with at the moment. I don't want to say too much in this interview because um, she hasn't launched yet. And I think that she's doing something very different. But really what she's doing, she came to me with um, some products on a website and she'd really just started. She hadn't started selling yet. She said, what can I do? And I looked at it and realized she can create PDF downloads. You mentioned this before that, you know, service-based businesses think they can't do it. But with her business, and it's probably going to make some people think, well, what is it? But what we worked out was that we could do top 10 lists yeah. and we could do many of them across many different areas. And that way, going from a Facebook ad, we can send people to a top 10 list. And in that list, it goes back to the products that she sells. Now, this is not going to work for everyone, but don't automatically assume that you can't do that for certain things. So, for example, you could do it with baby clothes. Um, you sell baby clothes, you can have the top 10 and now you can take it so many different ways. Top 10 gifts for a one-year-old. You could then say top 10 health products you must have when you have a new baby. Top 10, blah, blah. There's so many different ways you can take that. I'm working with another client at the moment and she sells homeware. So top 10 summer items every uh, woman needs in her house. Yeah. So by saying you can't have an opt-in, that's actually not true. So once you think that you can have an opt-in, if you can make that happen, and you have to make it relevant, it can't be fake and not relevant to what you're selling, then you have a lot more things that you can do with that when it comes to your social media. Now, if you can't do that, there's certain things you can't do that on, but I still think that, you know, one of my friends actually owns a hire car company and I was helping her out and what I realized was, Let's do a whole lot of driving downloads. Yeah, you can drive around these lakes, 10 lakes to see in Europe or 10 camping places in Europe. Yeah. So there's still things that don't think that because you have some weird business that you can't do it. So generally you can. If you can't do that, then it's really about making your products interesting or working with influencers who love your products. So that's where I think we've really come a long way. And I personally think now is a time in the next six to 12 months to really get in there because it's not over flooded yet. It's not flooded with too much. We're still at that point where there's thousands of influencers out there that are still able to promote your products and make you a lot of money. Um, so I think that that's really the area. Think about who can actually promote your product for you and they're willing to take a cut of your money because they're getting something for doing the work. They don't have to stock any products. They don't have to have a website to look after. So a lot of influencers will be more than happy to promote your products for you without you thinking they're going to steal your idea and go and start it themselves. I love this idea with influencers. I know that a lot of people talk about that. And there's like micro influencers, like, you know, even if you just have thousand followers, you're even considered an influencer if you're niched down. But let's say you have an expensive product you wouldn't just necessarily give it to the influencer. Would you lend them it? Like how would that in effect work? Yeah. So there's different ways to do it. So an influencer, depending on how many followers they have and what they're doing, some of them will ask you for just a percentage of the sales. So especially the micro influencers, okay, if I promote this for you, then I'll take 10% of each sale. Or they might say, I'll just have $500 up front for it. But then you have other ones that will want a large amount of money. So there are influencers that want $10,000, $20,000. You've got Kim Kardashian that starts at a million dollars. So there are different things. So by saying that your product is expensive, 
I don't see a problem with you saying, well, okay, my product is actually $500. I will give you one of my products because if it costs $500 on your website, it's only $250. So then you're, you give it to that person and say, well, here's the product for free, but these are the terms of how you're going to promote it. So this is a little bit of a tricky, you're talking about expensive products and it's probably a good time to say that. Be careful about how you get someone to promote your product. There was a famous influencer, YouTube influencer recently, and she does makeup reviews. So she reviews makeup products and she was asked by a PR company to review a makeup product for a very famous company. She gave the review and she gave her honest, she always gives an honest review and that PR company actually came back to her and said, you need to take that video down. We're not happy with what you said. You actually said stuff that we wouldn't actually write in our pamphlets. She said, no, you came to me and asked me for a review. If you've watched my other videos, that's how I actually review. And you've signed a contract with me where I say to you, I will give an honest review. They said, yeah, but we didn't think you were going to say anything negative. Said, that's <laughs> not my problem. Yeah. And so then the actual company came back and got upset. So it ended up being that the PR company hadn't done their homework properly and had just said, oh, she'll review it because she gets a lot of views. Let's use her. But you have to expect if you're getting someone to review your products, you have to expect that because it's genuine and an influencer who is genuine will give a genuine um, review. So you need to be aware of that. So your product needs to be excellent. But in that case, once you have your product and you have to create some sort of document that says, these are the guidelines. For example, don't take the photo of using my product or wearing my product or being with my product in front of a toilet. I know it sounds stupid, but that is something that you have to say. Yeah? Like, you know, you can be in a bathroom, but make sure that these are the guidelines or don't take a photo with dark lighting. You know, the lighting has to be of a certain quality. So you want to have some sort of document that says that, especially if your product's expensive. Yeah. Because you can't do it a thousand times over when you're starting out and go, well, I'll just do it again. So you want to get it right the first time. So those are a few things that you have to be careful, but definitely give your product away. Even if it's a $500 product, see it as I'll choose the influencer who's going to get me some results and then see it as rather than paying the money up front, you're giving them the product as the item. So what if the product is more in the 10,000 or 20,000 range or even a car? I guess you don't give people just a car. You lend the cart for a week or a month? or Yeah, so one of my clients, I've she's been a client of mine for a long time and is now a dear friend of mine. She actually does hair extensions. She's based in Spain and she's got a really good story. So when she started doing it, she wasn't getting anyone following her on Instagram and she was just trying everything. And then I sat her down and I made her create a proper plan. So we came up with a plan and now she's doing very, very well. So I said, just target the right people. Stop trying to just send everyone messages on Instagram, target the right people. But what she does, she sells hair extensions and her hair extensions to buy them are around 300 euro. And for her, she can't afford to be giving them away all the time. She gets them especially made for her in, I think, Russia or something. So it's very, she doesn't have a huge markup on her products. So what she does is she gets in touch with bloggers in Spain because that's her main market is Spain. And she gets those bloggers to come into her salon and she does her hair for them. She has a makeup artist do their, her makeup and she does like a little photo shoot for them. So they wear the hair extensions and then they have the photos and then they do um, some posts. So they don't take the hair extensions home with them and they just borrow them for that day. And they've got these beautiful photos, but their photos are there. They're Instagram bloggers. So they're happy with the photos. 
and that's how she gets it. And then she gives them a percentage of the sales. So there's many ways that you can do it. So if it was a car, for instance, you give it to them for a week to borrow. Yeah. So you don't have to give it to them permanently, but you also need to have um, the ability to translate what you're trying to express properly, especially if it's in a private message on Instagram. If you just message an Instagram blogger and say, Hey, I've got a really expensive product and I want you to promote it, but I'm not going to give it to you. You have to just borrow it, but I want you to promote it for me. That sounds a little bit weird. And someone's going to say, I don't want to deal with you. So in that case, you'd want to build up a relationship with that person first, have them understand what you're doing, have them communicate with you on a personal level. And then you can say, Hey, I'd love you to promote this. These are the, you know, this is how I do it. Mm, that's great. So you also mentioned there are several other mistakes that people are making when they are building up their e-commerce site. What are the other mistakes that come up? So look, there's quite a few, but the two main ones that really catch people is around emails and around videos. So around emails, really the issue is, is that people don't email and I can't stress enough how many people are scared to send emails and they think it's a bad thing. The way I see it is if you're not sending out rubbish and if someone signed up for your email list, then why, what are you afraid of? And if you think of all the email lists that you're on and let's say Victoria's Secrets, as an example, I'm signed up for, you know, next time I want to get a new underwear or a new swimwear, I get emails from them nearly every single day. Yeah, they're a lot. They are completely, you know, summer sale. And I've gotten to the point now where I'm, I know that they're going to send me. And when I lived in Australia, the shipping was $50 just for the shipping. So I would just look out for the emails that were free shipping even internationally. But I love the emails because I was like, okay, when's that free shipping coming through? And I know that, you know, I'm going to buy, I might not click on any of the other emails, but those ones. So just because someone's not clicking on your emails for three weeks, doesn't mean they're not going to click on week four. So that's one thing that people need to understand. Sending an email every day in e-commerce is not a bad idea, but you just don't want to send the same. If you've got one product, just sending that same picture of that one product every single day. Yeah, that gets boring. But how can you make your products more interesting? Maybe you show, you know, here's someone on Instagram using my product. Here's something else you can do with my product. Here's a video that we just created to help you. So don't think that because people are not opening and clicking on emails every single day that they're not going to buy. Because if you look at the statistics, only 2 to 6% of people buy from your website first time around. So you can run an ad on Facebook or on Instagram. You have a hundred people come to your website. Only two to six of those people are going to purchase from you. But then you've got a large amount of them purchasing later on. So having your abandoned cart set up properly is important because the amount of times, and you've probably done it. I've I know. Times yes. Where I'm just about to buy something and the phone rings or someone yells out, I need your help or something happens and I have to drop what I'm doing. And then I see in my inbox later, oh yeah, there's an email saying I didn't purchase that item and I can go back and buy it. eBay is great for this. So if you want to see how, you know, people that are really, really persistent, eBay doesn't do three emails like most people recommend. eBay, like literally I was four months later getting emails about some betting and because I'm always in a rush, I just delete them. And then I was like, I better take myself off this list. Do you still want this betting? Do you still want this betting? Do you still, yeah. And it just kept on coming through. So if eBay is doing it, there's a reason why they're doing it. So start taking the advice of these big companies because it's working for them. Yeah. 
And okay, email, and you said there was one more. Video. 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 So what about video? I can't stress enough how important video is this year and next year. And that all comes down to the fact that three years ago, internet was slower, internet was more expensive. So people were not watching videos as much before. Whereas now you can pretty much go anywhere and be on Wi-Fi wherever you go or your mobile internet is really cheap or you're at home on your Wi-Fi. Very different from five years ago. So everyone is watching video. So if you can create a video for your product, create a video. If you can get testimonials via video of your lipstick, of the products that you sell, do it because those are the videos that people watch them. There's a huge amount of people buying because of a video. There's huge amounts of people that watch videos on a regular basis. And then you can put them everywhere. You use a video for your website, you put one on your homepage, you put it on the product page, you set up a YouTube channel with the video, you can run ads to that video. You can then, which this is the best part, this is what I love, is that how many times have you been on YouTube and there's a little ad that pops up at the beginning or halfway through? You can be that ad on your competitors' videos at a very cheap rate. So most people don't realize when you set up a YouTube channel, your videos are actually automatically set to have ads on them. So you should go and turn that off because to yes. me, the small amount of money you're going to make on revenue of someone else's ad is not worth someone being able to, as a competitor, put their video on your video. So I straight away turn that off. I recommend that to everyone. But that means that your competitors don't know about that. So you can go and put up your video at the start. So someone types in... Um, you, uh, what were you saying? You know, your client sells jewelry, latest fashion ideas for 2018. And someone, it's a blogger and she's got her video of, you know, the latest fashion, but you can put your video at the start of that famous bloggers video with your jewelry. That's amazing. And yeah. And of course, you know, it exists, but you don't, it doesn't really yeah. click for most people. Yeah. What about the quality of the video? I feel you know, let's say you're selling an expensive product, the video needs to, you need to step it up a notch for that. You do, you do, you really do need to. Look, I'm very much about creating something that's simple, but it really comes down to what can your video be. So there's a lot of products out there that you can create a video where you explain how the product's used. But then you've got jewelry. You can't explain how it's used. You just wear it. So maybe you have some nice models modeling the jewelry and there's images where the product is just displayed nicely. Some people are using videos with terrible backgrounds. I've got some videos um, training on how to do proper photos. So the photography that you use is so important. And of course, the more expensive your product, the better it has to be. And probably I've had at least 200 people say to me or message me saying, oh, it's not that important. And it's like, really? When was the last time that you went on a website and saw a picture of a terrible tea towel on a table with an item sitting on top and gone, yep, I'm going to buy that because that looks really good. We don't do it. Yeah. So your images are so important. If you don't have great images, that's one of the reasons why you're getting let down. So great images, put them into a video and create a nice, super simple video. Now you can do it on your iPhone. So now you can actually take your photos and create a video, put that up on your website, put it on YouTube 
get someone else to do it. At Just Ask Parkour, we actually create videos for people. They give us up to eight images. We can put text on it. We can put a price on it if they want the sale price. And then they can use that video for numerous different things on their website, on YouTube. And it really does make a difference. Yeah. And that's cool because when you think of video, you think it has to be a video like this. We're recording this on video right now, this podcast. No, it can just be images, high quality images with text. And that's a video. And then you can retarget people who watch it. So Exactly. And when you think of what is going on on um, YouTube, those ads at the start, someone might only watch three or four seconds of it, but then it's in their head. And the amount of times I've clicked on an ad and gone, I want to go through and see those products. And then what you can do is have the video there and you can also run display ads as well. So you've got your video and then you've got the display ad and that can work together on YouTube very, very well. And on Facebook, you can do that. On Instagram, you can do that as well. So there's a lot of places that you can be running video ads. So basically, you can also have what we say when you go on Amazon and then it ad follows you around everywhere. The retargeting, exactly. Yeah. That's been amazing. So what do you think is the, you say video, but what is like the latest thing? Like, I know you love Instagram. How are Insta stories? I guess they are quite popular right now. Are they working for product-based businesses as well? They are. And running ads on Insta stories. So a lot of my clients are saying to me, I don't want to be on Instagram. I don't want to be personally putting up content or having to be there all the time. But you can just run ads for Insta stories and they're doing fantastically. So they don't stay just for 24 hours. They stay longer than that. You can run them longer than 24 hours. But people are wanting to engage with Insta Stories. So running an ad where you've got an ad displaying on Insta Stories and in your feed is getting really good results. Mm, that's fantastic. So is this the best time to have an e-commerce store, would you say? 100, 100%, 100%. After 11 years of being like actually with e-commerce doing it and seeing what the changes are, And that's what I get passionate about. I believe in freedom. I believe in creating a lifestyle that you want to live. And I think e-commerce is the best place to do it. And I, without sounding negative, there's a lot of people doing it so wrong that they're never going to make any money. And this is what a lot of people say to me. Oh, but there's so many people with e-commerce stores. Sure there are, but most of them are doing it wrong. So it's only that little flip to make it right. It's not rocket science. It's really just about setting up properly, doing a few things right. And then you can have a lot of success. Like one of my clients, I don't want to say what he's selling, but I can tell you it's got something to do with paint by numbers. And he's in three months or four months, he sold over $300,000 worth of product. Wow. And when I, like, when I looked at his website, I was like, okay, there's some changes you need to do. He's not like his website. It's good. It's not 100%. It's probably around 90% when he came to me. And what he was selling, I was like, oh, my God, there's so much money to be made in something. And it was just like, I think, eight products around the same sort of thing. There is money to be made in these things. Don't be scared that Amazon's making all the money because there's so much more potential out there. There's more and more people getting onto e-commerce now. When I started, telling someone to put their credit card into a website to pay me, It was like people going, I'm not giving you my credit card details over the internet. I'm just not doing it. Whereas now people are willing to do it. Yeah. And so one of the things, that's another thing, making your website look legitimate is so important because there's so many scam businesses out there. So 
being legitimate is really important as well. But then people are willing to buy things online. If you're showing the returns policy, if you're showing the shipping information, if you're not trying to hide anything, which some people think hiding it is good, but it's the worst thing to do. Just be honest. Hey, it's going to take 14 days to come to you. Or, hey, my returns policy is this. People, as long as they know, then they've got the choice whether they buy from you and you're more likely to get a sale than trying to hide it from them. Sounds fabulous. I am very excited. I might even try out e-commerce, but not this year, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still got, I think the next 12 months is really going to be, you know, we'll start to see a lot of changes, but I think over the next 12 months is a great time to be getting into it. Fantastic. I think you've inspired a few people and those who are already in a product-based business, they are inspired to take it up a notch in their e-commerce site. So thank you for sharing that. I bet we will continue and talk later at some point. Thank you for coming on the show, Caroline. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for listening. Go to sign.com forward slash 245 and there you find links to Caroline and her offerings. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.